This is People Like Us, a show about Alt MBA alumni. Here's Eric Mahler from Alt MBA One. So, I want to get a better sense of who you were before Alt MBA. I guess, what did your early career or, or life look like? Yeah. So before the Alt MBA, I mean, I've always worked in the tech sector. So that was. Right when I got out of business school, I went into the tech sector and I worked a bunch of different jobs in marketing and product management. And I was always trying to figure out where was it that I wanted to end up. And a friend of mine had this analogy: said, "Well, if you take a look at what your manager does, and if you want their job, then maybe you're on the right ladder. And if you don't want their job, then maybe you're on the wrong ladder." So I actually found myself moving around in different parts of the tech sector, different sizes of companies, different types of roles, that sort of thing. Um, in 2010, I was offered a role in a big software company to move to London. At the time, I was living in Vancouver, so that was a big, exciting change in my career. This idea of, or this chance to actually go and work in another country and and do business, you know, with different customs and that sort of thing. So, I was always looking for the next challenge and moving moving my career forward. But I always had the sense that I wasn't really doing the right thing. I started to look at taking on some side projects as a way to again keep pushing myself a little bit further. And testing out some different things, so I actually um, I created a mobile app for children. This is back in the early days of the iPhone, and actually having iPhone apps, it was a big failure. But there's a lot of learning from that.、Um, another project that I did is I had a Udemy course on sales copywriting, and again that was it was okay. It wasn't、uh, a top seller, but、um, it was an experiment of of making something and putting it out there into the world and seeing what came of it. Uh, one other thing that I did also was I self-published a book on、uh, on Amazon for mastermind groups. So these were a bunch of things that I dabbled with. But pre Alt MBA, it was a lot of trying things, not really being sure where things were going. Also, actually, I also launched a blog on sales copywriting as well. So it was a lot of trying different things and trying to figure out what is it, what is it that I'm meant to do, and really what lights me up and, and what am I passionate about. But I felt like I was really missing that tribe, that group of people that I could connect with to get feedback from, and、uh, you know, to push myself further. Wow, that is quite a list of projects.、Um, what's your decision making process for for the projects that you take on? Great question, Covington. But I I think there's probably a, a long answer to that one because I think there's probably a criteria that I used a long time ago, which actually feels changing for me. And I think the big thing that's changing for me is is being more in touch with what what my values are, being aware of them, and trying to really live my values. And I think, I think if I were to go back in time, I would have done a lot of things quite differently. You know, if you back to your question of why those projects specifically, I think if I'm really honest, in some cases I thought, hey, maybe this is an opportunity to make money.、Um, in other cases, it was, hey, this could be an interesting project to take on. I think I I wasn't really clear on what my values were, and as a result, I think that it, that's indicative of those projects is that there's kind of a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a lot of moving around, not really being sure where I was going with things, and、uh, actually through some conversations with Alt MBA alumni over the past couple of months, this is a topic that I've really connected to this whole idea of being aware of what your values are and connecting to them. So I've had some really interesting conversations. With other alumni, and it's just been fascinating to me to to take that time to reflect. Well, what exactly is it that I value? And then once you're really clear on that, sharing that with some of the people who know you well to see, 
do they agree? Does this sound like the version of you that they know? And, uh, and I found that now that I have that, it actually becomes a blueprint that I can use for decision making. So now if an opportunity comes up, I can say, well, it's obvious that that's in conflict with this value. So of course, that's a bad idea. And I can easily dismiss it. So you don't really have that decision making fatigue of, well, it looks like a great opportunity. Should I do it or not? So um, that's definitely something that I again, this is a recent thing over the past couple of months, but it's something I'm finding very useful now. Yeah. So switching gears, you, you've you've been working on all these projects, all these side projects. How did Alt MBA come into the picture? In 2003, I encountered Purple Cow, and that book changed my life. I think it came out in 2003, so that was really when I I entered Seth's world. And Purple Cow had a profound impact on me in terms of you know, my thoughts as a marketer and, and how to look at the world. And I really became hooked on his writing. I, I then subsequently looked forward to every book as they came out. I started to read the blog daily. So um, yeah, I mean, Seth has been a big part of my life for about 15 years now. So he has easily influenced me more than any other author, both in terms of thinking like a marketer, thinking like an entrepreneur, thinking just as a great human. Um, so I definitely owe a lot to him and uh, I'm really grateful for everything he's put out in the world. It was in, I guess, the spring of 2015 that he announced he was starting this program called the Alt-MBA. It was going to be an online program. And immediately, it just, it's almost like the heavens opened up. I thought, this is a calling. I need to apply. And honestly, my, my feeling was, I probably will not get a spot, but I at least need to give it a shot. I need to know that I did whatever I could, and I was going to give it a shot and, and try to get a spot. So I submitted the application and largely forgot about it. I thought, okay, I did my part. I took action, job done. I probably won't hear anything. So I really dismissed it. And then suddenly, I try to remember if it was a month later, two months later, that an email popped in my, uh, in my inbox. And sure enough, they said that I was given a spot. And I just couldn't believe it. And I, was, I mean, to say that I was excited would, would be an understatement. It was definitely a very exciting thing. But it was also a very strange situation to be in because you couldn't look at a review and there wasn't a soundbite to say, here's how the Alt-MBA changed my life. There's no one that you knew that you could ask about it. You couldn't look up Alt-MBA on LinkedIn and say, hey, so-and-so, you took it. What did you think? Is it worth the money? And, and I've had people contact me over the years with these types of questions. So these were things that were not at my disposal. However, given the trust that I had in Seth as, as a human, as an author, it, it wasn't even a question of, is this worth it? It was basically, sign me up, I'm ready for it. And how would you say you changed during Alt-MBA? Uh, I changed in many different ways. I think I am in a slightly different situation where I was changed both by the Alt-MBA, but also having had the opportunity to come back as a coach as well. I think both of those things have changed me. But if I isolate it just to my student experience, it was funny because I, like I mentioned, I was a big fan of Seth's books for many years. And I thought I really understood his way of viewing the world. And was, the thing that fascinated me was with the prompts, I suddenly saw the world in completely new ways. I thought, I've been reading Seth's books. How have I missed these other things? So there were certainly new perspectives that I, was, that I came away with. And these were not just perspectives in terms of how to be a better marketer or business person. It was really how to be a better human. And I would say 
how was I changed by it? It definitely gave me new ways of engaging with people, family, friends, strangers, business colleagues. All these things were certainly changed by my Alt MBA experience. And I think even beyond that, I was also changed by the tribe that this group of people, now I suddenly felt like I was with people like me. And in Alt MBA 1, there were only 100 of us. So the tribe is obviously much larger now. But at the time, I thought, hey, here are 100 of my new best friends. And these were people that were spread out all over the world, yet we had something, and we were all different ages, different backgrounds, yet we all had something in common. So it was a really great feeling to find that community and to connect to them. Yeah. Was there one particular, I guess, way of seeing that change that really stands out? If I may give two examples, I think the first one would be the the empathy prompt was a really big one for me, seeing things from another perspective in that way and unapologetically trying to take the other perspective. I think that was definitely a very big eye-opening prompt for me. Um, I think another thing that was really interesting to me was um, one of the last prompts where you create the video. Someone in our group, we were really, as a group, as a learning group, we came together and we're trying to help each other as much as possible to ship the best possible work. And it was really interesting because this, this student uh, showed us the first iteration. We gave feedback. He iterated a couple hours later, came back with another one, gave some more feedback. He iterate, iterated again. And I'm trying to remember if this happens three or four times over the course of a Sunday. And it was fascinating to see what the 1.0 version was versus the polished version. The 1.0 was almost the, oh boy, is he going to make this mistake? And the polished version was, this could be on television. It's so good. And I say that as, as a huge compliment to this, uh, to this friend, that, uh, that he was just amazing in terms of taking on feedback and just saying, how do I keep moving this forward and keep shipping and delivering the best possible work? And it was, it was inspiring to see that. And I'll never forget that, that opportunity to, to be part of his journey like that. And what's next for you? Or what are you working on now? Well, a couple of things for me in terms of what's next. At, at the moment, I'm working on this mastermind ebook, uh, trying to figure out how do I encapsulate the best things of what my current mastermind are doing? How do we document that and really share that with as many people as possible? I think the re- you know, if the question is, well, why this book and why now? I think what I'm seeing is a lot of people talking about mastermind groups and they're curious. They're thinking this maybe this is a key to unlocking something for me. Uh, so I think a lot of people are curious about it, but they're not really sure how to take it and, and move forward with it as a tool to, uh, to help them uh, on their journey. And I, like I mentioned, I've been involved in mastermind groups before the Alt MBA and had a very different experience. And the group that I'm with now has really changed my view of what a mastermind group can achieve. Now, obviously, pe- many people know on, on paper what a mastermind group is, but I think there are a lot of things when you embrace those Alt MBA values that you can actually bring into the mastermind group that can give you much better results. And I think that's what I'm trying to figure out. How do I actually share this with people? Because I think mastermind groups can be a lot more productive and a lot more effective for people if there's a few things that they, um, that they you know, a posture that they can go into it with and things that they can try for their mastermind group. So that's one big thing. And what are, what are some of those things that someone should approach a mastermind with? I think the big thing is not separating your personal life from your professional life. And the reason I bring that up is that mastermind groups that I was involved with before, 
I think a lot of people felt that they can only bring their professional life, that really that was the only thing that they could talk to their mastermind group about. But I think if you look at the reality of it, we are not just our professional lives. We are these complex people. And there can be things in your personal life that are actually holding you back from achieving something professionally. It could be fears that you're facing, that maybe these are things that that go back to childhood or things related to your interactions with your family. It could be self-limiting beliefs. It could be having a spouse that you were maybe not in alignment with in terms of where you want to go in your life. So I think there are personal things that you can be facing that I think it's actually useful to be able to talk about some of these things with your mastermind group. So that was what we all agreed is that this isn't just about putting your professional life on the table for discussion that really we can look at all the different facets of our lives. And if I go a little bit further with that, I think it's really about how do you find a group of people that you can truly be vulnerable with? Because if you can't, you're really not going to get to the stuff that's holding you back. And I think that's been a profound aspect of our mastermind group. These people were friends on before, but our friendship has just gone to completely new level of depth since we've trusted each other like this and relied upon each other to help us through some of the most challenging things in our lives. Well, I'm excited to read the revised edition of the book. One of the goals of this show is to help alumni connect with one another. Uh, And I have a prompt. It's a fill in the blank. Reach out if blank. I would say reach out if you're considering starting a mastermind group and you're looking for ways to get better results from it. I would say reach out if you're looking for feedback and you're trying to figure out how to take an idea forward and and you want another perspective, I'd be happy to provide one. I guess the third one might be reach out if you're trying to figure out how to use sales copywriting to connect with the audience that you seek to serve. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Eric.